Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in to the Just Janice podcast. I am your host, Janice, and we know that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So in this joy-filled podcast, you're going to hear real-life stories from other believers. We're going to talk about the kingdom. We're going to magnify Jesus, and it's going to be awesome. So thanks for tuning in, and here we go. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Just Janice. I'm so excited for today's episode because I have my friend Kevin McNeese on the line with me today. Kevin is founder of New Release Today, which is an incredible platform for Christian music, media, and entertainment. Kevin is rocking it for the kingdom, and I'm so excited to have him on with us today. Welcome, Kevin. Thank you, Janice. That was a great intro. I loved it. I love the rocking for the kingdom part. <laughs> yes, and it's so true. So I'm so excited, like I said, to have you on here today and just see where God leads this conversation. So I know it's going to be good. So I love starting out my podcast with uh, drilling my guests with five fun, <laughs> five fun facts. So you up for that? Sure, I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question number one is, what is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Okay, you're softballing it at the beginning, which is great. Um, any Anything... Uh, that has maybe cheesecake in it or fruit chunks or Oreo cookies, like like anything that's not plain vanilla or chocolate, I'm, I'm down for. Mm, and all the people said amen. Oh, yeah. Yum. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so question two, what is your life verse or your favorite quote or both? Sure. Uh, life verse has always been Matthew 25, just the parable of the talents. Um, it just speaks very strongly to me and my desire to always want to give God a, a return on his investment in me. Um, and so that's always been a really awesome parable and passage that I go to. And probably my favorite quote is one my dad always used to tell me, and I've taken it through my, through my life. And that is the worst thing anyone can tell you is no. And uh, that has helped me a lot. You are like literally the only other person I've ever heard say that. I say that all the time. People, I'm like, what's the worst that can happen is they say no. And if you don't ask the answers already, no. So just go. step out there. Yes. I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah it serves well for sure. I love that. So if you could tour or just be a roadie with an artist or band, who would you pick? Well, I've had... Um... I've had the opportunity to go out on the Rock and Worship Roadshow, which is a big Christian tour, uh, and got a lot of horror stories behind the scenes of smaller bands who have to tour like in a like in a van or a car. And so I would choose an artist that has a tour bus. Like they have to be living large. I have to be in a tour bus, and we have to have catering, and we have to have the whole nine yards. So I'm I'm choosing like an A-list level band, like Skillet. Um, and I love those guys because, uh, they're also total family, like the whole family travels, which is really cool. I can't imagine leaving my family behind for months on end. And then also they're completely unashamed of the gospel wherever they go. Um, so that's my pick skillet because of the tour bus and, uh, and yeah, they're, they're rockers. I love that. I know. I'm like thinking, yeah, that's actually a really good point to make sure there's good food in the green room. Yes. So <laughs> yes. that's fun. Okay. The next question is what is your biggest pet peeve? Well, um, I have a lot <laughs> that I struggle with, <laughs> but I really do have a hard time with people who do not execute. Um, like I am all for planning and brainstorming and talking about what's going to happen. But, you know, eventually you got to get your hands dirty and make make the thing 
make the thing go and get stuff done. So uh, that's probably my biggest pet peeve. Yes. Don't just be a talker, be a doer. Yes. yes. Like I'm literally, we're only on question four here and I'm like, I think <laughs> Kevin might be the male version of me. I'm not sure here. <laughs> so good. Um, okay. The last question for these five fun facts. If you had to listen to one song on repeat for the next week, what song would you choose? One song? I couldn't do it. Just shoot me now. I can't. I can't stand repetition. <laughs> <laughs> like my Spotify playlist is all over the map. I rarely listen to an album front and back. I gotta have worship next to rap, next to pop, next to rock, and I, I just can't, I can't do any type of repetition. So I, I couldn't do it. I'd have to be put down. <laughs> I love that. It's a unique answer. I love it. Okay. So can you go ahead and tell us your story? Who is Kevin McNeese for people who maybe have never heard of you? All right. Yeah, it was probably everybody. <laughs> uh, I am a lover of Christian music, got called into music ministry at age 14. I'm 42 and have just been absolutely jaw dropped awe in God's faithfulness in that calling. Uh, I've been involved in worship leading and in music promotion at the retail level, uh, at the online level, and then now for uh, really the past 19 years have been working at um, on new release today. Uh, God has given it as my full-time job now for probably, I think, the past six, seven years. Um, and it really came from a hobby and turned into just a life passion to connect people to Christian music. I've just seen the power of music and uh, specifically uh, faith-based music in people's lives. Um, so it's been it's been something I've always wanted to do, um, and and it's just been um, I don't know I, I it's hard to explain how God has really connected the dots and given me the ability to play. Uh, in the space. So that that's really who I am at the core. I want to connect people to God through music. Um, and then I'm also a tennis player and I like sunny weather. <laughs> I don't know how much more you want to know about me in a quick couple minutes, but that's, that's really the core. That's awesome. I love that. And yeah, Christian music. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. So many awesome testimonies of just seeing God use music in really cool ways to heal people and set people free. And um, it's just been a space too that I've been passionate about and spent a lot of my personal time, not only like at Christian concerts, but like helping behind the scenes with things and volunteering and things. So love, love what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So we talked, uh, briefly mentioned or whatever, new release today, NRT. Mm -hmm. So can you tell people exactly what that is and how it became a reality? Yeah, um, newreleasetoday.com is a big website that promotes what's new in Christian music every single week. And so our mission is really quite simple. Find as much Christian music as we can find in all corners and um, find as many people as we can that want to know about it. Um, so we're, we're very heavy on the independent music scene because I think that's a huge reality of what music has become, the music landscape. And so 40% of what we do now is with independent artists. And um, we report on all different styles and genres. Uh, I believe that there are um, a lot of moments in life that require different genres of music. Uh, you know, from, mm -hmm. from being exercised and, and being frustrated, as well as being broken, um, needing to be loved, uh, just finding some encouragement. There is really a song uh, for every moment. And we don't, we try, well, I will say we don't actually, we, 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 
um, don't critique music. That's not what we do. We review it. We talk about it. We interview artists. But we have just, um, when I say we, we've got uh, 15 uh, volunteers on our staff that write and are just incredibly passionate about music as well. And uh, we want to be an encourager. I don't believe critique is anywhere in the Bible, um, although it's very much in our hearts. <laughs> it's something we we do a lot of, but I just don't, I don't see it in scripture anywhere. So we try to really, we, we try to not bring that into our commentary, into our editorial, into our reviews. We want to be an encourager, not only to the reader who is looking for music to, uh, to put into their lives, but also the artists. Um, they get plenty of critique out there, especially in this world and society that we live in right now. Um, and I think we encourage others to do the same. Uh, let's, let's quit Let's quit showing up with what we don't like, uh, and let's realize that God uses every song in a lot of different moments, even if you absolutely think it's ridiculous and cheesy. Um, so, so that's really what NRT is about. Um, how it became a reality is a really fun story. I was working for Family Christian Stores, which was a national retail chain uh, that is now folded. Um, but we were in an, o an Avalon O2 going way back. If any of your listeners remember that record, it was in 2002. Um, and they were really wondering, they meaning the label, really wondering how can we let people know that Avalon has a new record out? This was the height of the, um, of the internet bubble. So, you know, internet was still very new. Facebook didn't exist. MySpace was just coming out. Uh, this feels like, this feels like another world, Janice. <laughs> it, was, it was less than 20 years ago. <laughs> Um, it's just amazing how everything has evolved so fast. But uh, my thought being the young guy in the room that was disrupting everything from the retail guys who were doing the same thing the same way for decades was put it all in line. Let everybody know when things are releasing. Um, and they said, we can't do that because then all the other companies will know when we're releasing our big major records and it'll just create this competition. Um, and I went back to my boss and I said, you know what, what if we pre-ordered every single release that comes out online because I was in charge of um, familychristian.com. So selling marketing music online. Um, he goes, yeah, sure. Because then they have to know when they're getting the record and then we'll have street dates and then we'll have a published release date. We'll celebrate it every single Tuesday because back then uh, new music came out on Tuesdays uh, and we will call it new release Tuesday, which was our previous name. Fast forward like five, six, seven years, the industry changes to Friday release dates. We use our we lose our 13 year marketing plan, <laughs> have to shift gears. And, and here we are. We've literally been doing that since day one. What's new in music every single week? And, uh, and how can we talk about it? That's so good. And I love, I love, for one, I love your platform and, I, and I'll link mm -hmm. the, the website in the show notes so that you guys can easily access that. And I love that you hit on just the fact that Christian music has so many genres. Mm -hmm. um, for me growing up, not growing up in the church, um, I remember like when I had first gotten born again and I was a, a 17 years old and I remember like spending time with the Lord in prayer and him like really convicting me about the music I listened to because it was pure trash. Yeah. And I was like, Ugh. so I remember even of all my music, so I've always been passionate about music and I had tons and just taken out to the trash because that's what I felt like I was supposed to do because it was wow. trash. And the Lord just opened my eyes to this whole new world of music that I honestly had no idea existed. The only church background I had, which was very little.
little was all hymns and stuff. So I'm like, I'm giving up <laughs> music. And then, and then the Lord is totally like blessed me with really cool experiences in the Christian music industry and getting to meet a lot of artists and finding out, Hey, there actually is like rap and hip hop Christian music. Who knew? Like I had no idea. So I think that I'm glad you hit on that. Cause there might be people listening that don't even know that that's a reality. So that's really cool. Does your website have like, um, genres on there where people could look yes. like specifically in different categories yes, yeah okay. we do we do a lot of playlisting so if you're on apple music or spotify you can search for us and we do a lot of playlisting by genre i think a lot of people get their perspective of christian music based on christian radio um and i would say 95 percent of christian radio is in that inspirational like adult contemporary genre because the you know they're most of them are um, listener supported, and that's the audience that donates. And so um, I actually show up for a local radio station. It's one of like 10 uh, here in my home city of Boise, Idaho. It's called Project 88.7. Shout out to them. But they're doing some amazing stuff with Christian rap and pop. Uh, and it's a whole radio station that's totally different than anything you hear. But yeah, there's there's so much great music out there. Don't let radio define <laughs> define Christian music for you. I love that. I love that. I actually have a friend who is a worship pastor at a church a couple hours away from me, and he leads hip hop worship at no his way. church. And I'm like, I love it. I went to visit him one just one Sunday because I just wanted to support what he's doing or whatever. And I was like, this is so cool. Like, God is not in a box. He's not putting him one, trying to put him in one. I say trying to put him in one because he's never going in boxes we yeah. create. But that's way cool. I have not experienced <laughs> that. I, that sounds really awesome. So do you do you remember awesome. your first Christian record by chance? I do. I do actually. I um got a CD for Christmas from my boyfriend that year and um it was Jeremy Camp and I was like what is this? I asked for Carrie Underwood <laughs> for Christmas and I, he was like remember we were listening like I was just into all of this whole like Christian thing yeah. at that time. And he was like, remember the other day we were listening to the radio and you were like, you really liked that whatever song. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so like, then I went and saw Jeremy camp like 11 <laughs> times in concert. And like, he was like my favorite artist forever, but yeah, it was Jeremy camp. What about you? Uh, mine was audio adrenaline's don't censor me. Um, which was That's one so of cool. their kind of their first albums that, that really hit big. So that was a while ago, but, <laughs> but yeah, that's so fun. That's a fun question. I love that. So Kevin, what have been some highlights in ministry for you? Yeah, I um I think I think it's just always fun to see God take this little vision of mine and just blow it completely out of my boundaries and and just bring other people into the fold and then I just get to watch it. So uh we have like I mentioned before, we have lots of volunteers um that come and write for us. Uh and I have seen so many times these volunteers just God honor their own desires and their connections, whether it be like, you know, like five years ago, I thought I was going to be like, I wanted to be working behind the scenes at Winter Jam. I didn't even know NRT existed. Now I work for NRT and now I'm backstage reporting on Winter Jam. That to me has absolutely nothing to do with us and what we're coordinating and everything to do with God seeing an individual and going, watch me give you the desires of your heart. And then doing that in this space, it just, if it feels, if it's very humbling to see and a good reminder that this is not my boulder to push. This is really God's playground. 
and I'm just a I'm just a piece of it, just like so many other people. Um, it's really it's always really cool to see. I love that. That's so good. So what what have been some challenges that you faced either in ministry or in life in general? And how did you deal with that? I've them? never faced a challenge in life. I don't know what you're talking never. about. Never. <laughs> 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 uh, how much time do we have? <laughs> no. I think uh, I think the challenge the challenges are always well is this uh, I, I'm a self-employed, right? And so this is my this is my business, my my baby, my brainchild, whatever you want to define it. It, it it has created so many, I call it idle whack-a-mole, <laughs> like just so many idols that I have to continue uh, to recognize, which I haven't done for a long time. Um, and they're all the things that come with any small business owner or anybody really seeking to advance in their careers or their life. You know, it's success. Uh, it's chasing money. Um, it's, it, it's accumulating power both within the industry and also in your own corner. Um, there are all these things that truly I didn't pay attention to, and I've got a lot of damage in my wake because of it. Um, where NRT was it for me, it was my number one and it wasn't, well, I'm 19 years into this and it was about three years ago that, that God really slammed me against the wall going 120 miles an hour, not literally, but you know, um, just in my, in my world. And I really had to reevaluate a lot of things and realize how many just corners of my heart, you know, Satan took over. And, and the thing about idols is they're all blind spots, right? I mean, if we knew everything we needed to fix, we'd just do it <laughs> and move on. But I think the enemy is incredibly sneaky in his ability to disguise himself in a lot of different ways. And um, I would say that's my biggest challenge in ministry is to continue to seek out the ways that I'm not honoring God, to be honest with that, um, and, and to grow, you know, and, and to keep pushing on the journey. None of us have arrived, Paul did arrive. Um, so, so to be okay with that and um, to repent, to figure out what you're doing wrong and to do it, be ready to do it wrong again, but you know, push forward. So. Yeah. And idolatry honestly has been such a buzzword, even in, in my ministry stirred up and it's just been something we've been hitting on a lot. I feel like it's a buzzword right now in the body of Christ mm -hmm. in general and just God drawing us back to our first love and to what really matters and keeping our focus fixed on eternal things and all of that. And I don't know if you've heard the song by, I think it's Jimmy Needham. It is Jimmy Needham. That's clear the stage. Oh. And um, there's part of that song, I think in the bridge that says anything I put before my God is an idol. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we, you know, we hear the word idol and we think of, you know, whatever golden Great. calves or whatever. And it's like, no, it's anything that has your affection more than God does. And so I'm so thankful that you hit on that because, it is just something we always have to be mindful yeah. of and, and prayerful about those hidden yeah, places. There's, there's, so um, it's really there good. There was a time where I was really, you know, NRT was first. Um, my friends were second. My wife was third. And, you know, everything else, God was really fourth. It's still important in my life and still very much a part of my life. But priority wise, not even close. And so we really had to flip that. And that's been my mantra the past three and a half years is, is God's first. My wife is second, my friends and family are third, 
and new release today along with everything else has to come forth and if i'm not following that order it's been a good check for me to compare and like oh wait i've got this mixed up again i'm out of order i need to reshuffle so it's been it's been good reminder for me yeah and that's such a good word of encouragement too for listeners to take that time and evaluate our priorities and and see where does god fall in line and where is my family in this and all of that so and the things we're doing for him because we can get so busy doing things for god that we forget about him in the process of it so yeah that's that's all so good so what advice would you give someone i'm not asking for myself so this is not like a you know i have a friend I'm reading half this question. I'm like, this sounds like such a passive aggressive <laughs> question, but it's not. <laughs> what advice would you give to someone who is aspiring to make it in the music industry? Are you aspiring to make notes? it in the music industry, Janice? <laughs> not at all. But I thought as I was reading this, I'm like, that kind of sounds like I'm asking for myself, but I'm not. <laughs> That's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. And encouraging artists and talking talking with them and walking alongside independent artists. That's one of the best parts of my job. I mentioned earlier, 40% of what we do uh, is, is marketing for independent artists. And part of that is not just saying, okay, how can we cash your check and tell people about you? That absolutely is not our heart at all. It's, it's really learning about who they are, what they're doing and where they're wanting to go and how we can just help um, kickstart that. But a lot of that is just hard work. Um, I think that would be my first thing is like, get ready to work hard, uh, making music and distributing in it and distributing it is, is, uh, is probably one of the easiest things for an artist to do now. What used to be incredibly difficult, uh, you know, getting out getting a studio time and hiring musicians and you have no computers and you have to figure out how to distribute it. And, get a physical product and then get that product into people's hands on two. I mean, that has been completely eliminated by this digital age. Um, so now that's the easy part. There's, there's kids who have no band and a MIDI keyboard making amazing stuff in their grandma's basement, <laughs> would just blow you away. Right. Um, so that's easy. And what happens a lot is people making great music and then just going, okay, I need to make some more music and not really doing anything else. The hard work is um, building building a brand. And I think every artist should look at themselves as a brand. Even in the Christian, people got to know who you are. People have to relate to you and um, the outside of the tens of thousands of literally uh, um, just the mass of music that's coming out right now. You have to be able to stand out and connect with your audience. So if you get a hit song on Spotify, Nobody cares about that in song two. So you have to really be, you know, you have to really be thinking long-term, how can I um, connect and engage a growing fan base on a regular, just on a regular schedule? And then the 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 next, the biggest tip I would give, and we, we could literally spend three podcasts on this, <laughs> but um, the biggest tip, second tip I give is just set attainable goals. And forget about the closed doors because there's there there's a reality that there's closed doors. Um, if you're an independent artist, which I assume um, I assume that's the audience we're talking to, uh, but you know if you're an independent artist, 
you probably are not going to get on radio because radio just doesn't play independent artists. That's just a fact that we need to set aside. So spending thousands of dollars on radio promotion and then setting that goal and feeling all let down and bummed because your music is junky and not good enough to be on radio, like that can really distract you and waste a lot of time, money, and resource. Um, same thing with like touring. I want to be on Winter Jam. You're not going to be on Winter Jam. <laughs> like that's just not going to happen. So what are some goals that are truly attainable now? And then God will take care of the rest. If you're supposed to be on Winter Jam, that'll happen. But don't like make that an attainable goal that then derails your next 10 steps, you know? Yeah. Yeah, those are all really good points. I'm taking notes in case God ever drops a musical ability in my life. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, it's really, it's kind of like what, what we talked about earlier, right? About my biggest pet peeve. Like, do stuff. Um, there, There's so much to do as an independent artist. And this is probably the same as building any kind of business. There's just so many steps. Um, I'm 19 years into this, and I still have a list a mile long of things I want to get at. So that that list will always exist, but you got to chip away and take some steps forward and build on top of build and build on top of build and just keep going. So, Yeah, that's really good. I actually got a planner this year. My sister gave yeah. it to me, so I used it um, just because she got it for me as a gift. <laughs> but each month on it, um, in each beginning of each month or whatever in this planner that I got, it has like a, like a mini little vision board. And I love that. Like in Habakkuk where it says, write the vision, make it plain. There is something to that about writing your goals down or even finding someone to hold, you know, be held accountable to with whatever it is that you're desiring to do. And like you said, attainable things like be realistic or whatever. Um, but then also know, like you were saying too, God does blow things out of the water and does exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask, think, or imagine. So like a couple months ago, I was like, you know what, I want to start doing some like life coaching courses or whatever. So I wrote them down and I fit them into my schedule, like actually put them on your calendar or whatever that looks like, um, whatever, you know, your goals or dreams are to, set those attainable goals, put them in your calendar to like make yourself do them. So I'm glad you hit on that because that is honestly one of the biggest <laughs> pet peeves too. Like, yes, I love that you have this goal, but you're like 20 years, like this was your goal like 20 years ago. What have you done with it? And it's like nothing. I just talked about it. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's really good. So Kevin, do you have any other encouragement or advice for listeners about anything at all? I, I mean, just love and serve people. This environment, this this society, this world that we live in right now, are people who are looking out for others first are few and far between. And it's not only biblical, um, but but also that honestly, that's the fastest way to advance you because I believe God honors it. I believe when you step up for other people and serve and and just show up for opportunities. Um, like God will see that and and others have to come first in, in your world. Um, they just do. I don't think that's optional for us. That doesn't mean that I certainly have not gotten that right. Um, but I try to, I try to live that way of how can I serve others and then I'll be taken care of in that process. I love that. God's been speaking to me so much about like in the love chapter where it says love is not self-seeking mm. and like, just having that mindset, like as the body of Christ and out in the work, you know, I work in a secular workplace and all of that, like keeping other people first, because that's like one of the two greatest commands, love God and love people. So 
I love that you said that and not using people as a means to an end or what can I get out of you? Like truly just wanting to champion other people and see them succeed in whatever God's called them to and staying in our own lanes. Like those are all just oh. themes of my heart during the season of my life is encouraging people, cutting the comparison, just being each other's biggest cheerleaders is so yeah, important. I lo- so I love that word. I love champion. That. And my, if I had a life hashtag, which sounds really trendy, more trendy than I am, <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's just same team, right? I mean, um, we're all, we all have the same mission and the same goal and that's to bring people into God's kingdom. And so, uh, that be, be on the same team. So. Yes. And I've said that so much, especially because I do a lot of ministry with women and that's a whole other subject, but anyway, and like one thing that I say a lot is your win is not mm-hmm. my loss. Like we should be seeing each other winning in life and like just being excited about it and not being like, well, how come, you know, I didn't get that after <laughs> whatever, like cutting all this. True. Is, yep. It would be, would do the world, it uh, would do a world of good if we sure. did that. So, yeah. So how can people stay connected with you besides through your website, which is new release today.com? Do you have social yeah. handles? Uh, socials or are all new release today. Um, personal, uh, personal connections are mostly Instagram. I left Facebook last year cause it was driving me insane and I haven't looked back. <laughs> so, yeah. so i am on uh, i am on instagram and then also i'll give out my email it's just info like information info at new release uh, today.com and i'm i'm an open book would love to connect with anybody anytime so awesome thank you kevin so much for being on here today would you be willing to close out oh, our wow. podcast yeah, in prayer definitely uh, God, thank you so much for just this uh, just this conversation to to talk with my new friend Janice and and thank you, God, for what she is doing in her space, um, just connecting people through conversation. I just uh, I hope this I hope what we said today was encouraging, not for our sake, um, but just for your sake, God, that that you will continue to draw all of us closer to you and uh, to encourage each other, to champion each other, and ultimately to to point as many people as we can find to uh, to you and what you do. We thank you for your grace, uh, for, for us to grow and learn, and uh, thank you for new friends to learn uh, from each other and be challenged by. In your name we pray. Amen. 